Pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, I normally hear music in the background on that, John. I don't know why I'm not hearing any music there. Is everybody else picking it up okay? We good out there? All right, it's good. It took me a while to figure out what was going on. I said, there's no, there's no bass music underneath that thing. Hey, welcome Labor Day. As I said before we got rolling here, we're the only nation in the world that celebrates working by not working. So this is don't work day. This is Labor Day, but don't work. And yeah, it is a last last Labor Day. I'm sorry, last weekend, really, what they consider to be the kids go back to school. Remember that used to happen, right? Kids went back to school after Labor Day. Now they're back in school on August 5th or 6th or something like that, stretching that, that thing out. And uh, great time to be alive, man. I got I want to uh, just want to acknowledge. Uh, went to Mike Blake's father's uh, funeral on Saturday. I think it was Saturday, Labor Day. He got me kind of messed up. And I just want to acknowledge some things that, that go on on here. The fellowship, the friendship that's been developed by those of you in this queue has really been kind of amazing. You know, Serge came down. Serge and Mike Blake uh, really developed a, a good friendship, I don't know, a couple, three years ago, just to one of our events we had down here. At, um, it was actually out at Mike Blake's place on the lake. They became good friends like that. And Serge drove down, and, uh, you know, it's a long, long way to come down, spent the weekend spend some time with Mike. It's hard to because that's a, that's one big family there, man. One big family. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that's so hard for us to do because we're so far apart is have really some true fellowship. But I saw how deep that bond was between Serge and, and Mike Blake. And I'm sure some of you others have those relationships and th- fellowships that are going on. And I would just encourage you to try to do everything you can to try to uh, and not let those sleep slip away. You know, any good relationship, any it, it, you got to put some time into it, man. You got to put some time into it. You know, Michelle and I crawled in bed last night and started having some pillow talk, and she we both were busy all day, all day. And you know, if you don't have that, if you don't, <laughs> I crawl in bed to go to sleep. I don't know about you guys. She crawled in bed last night to talk, and uh, uh, you just realize how important that is in a relationship. And again, I would just encourage all of you in the times in which we're living and a lot of things that we got to got to try to factor in. We've, we've become so dependent on uh, our instant communication. What are we going to do if that goes down? What do we do if they shut down the Internet? What do we do if they uh, if cell phone service goes down? What do they do if they take no wood? We can't do smoke signals. That's why it's important, I think, right now, just to, just to be able to continue to keep those lines of communication. Like, Mark, I was... Thinking you I, last night as I was, uh, I don't know I can't remember what I was doing but you came to my mind I said said man I haven't spoken to Trump I haven't spent time speaking to my, Mark Trump in a week couple weeks maybe and I feel that about a, a lot of you it's just hard to do right it's just we got the business of our own lives going on we have the life that we live right where we are the friends that we have right where we are but Michelle and I were over, playing that over in our head last night the relationships I have the deep relationships I have are here these these have become my deep relationships. I mean, I got friends, but I, I mean, that's, that's the truth. I think we need to cherish those and understand the importance of those. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that in the multitude of many countries, great wisdom. I trust the wisdom in this queue more than, uh, boy, just about any place, any place I would go. So I would just suggest all of you that you, that you um, invest in it. And I, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about invest time and effort and energy and uh, I think it's I think it's really really important. I said to talking last night again, p- pillow talk. How many how many really really close friends do you have in your life? If, if you me now, if I take away the cue, I don't I don't even know. I got Norm. I mean I I don't know. I don't know. And my relationships really my encouragement is here every morning. 
And I want some of you to know out there, I notice when you're not around, <laughs> you know, and you think, oh, should I pick him up and call him? What, what should I do? And I would just try to encourage all of you, don't drift away, man. Just don't drift away. Stay connected. You don't have to come in here and be live every day, but stay connected so you know what's going on. Now, I often get emails from people say, what about the coach? Did you see this? And I'm thinking, dude, I spoke about that two weeks ago on the show. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Not that I'm a know-it-all, right? But those those relationships really, really do matter. So uh, thanks for getting up here this morning on Memorial Day. As my phone goes off, I'll shut it down here. <clears throat> Rodney, I, I'm hungry, Rodney. My buddy Rod said, you got me. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Rod. Amen, amen. Hey, Myra, go ahead and pray us in here, dear. And then listen, I want to talk a little bit. So Craig, get ready, and Mel, get ready. And I want to, we want to unveil the beginning, unveil. We are 21 days away from Gettysburg. We are going to go to Gettysburg. It's 21 days from today. We have a 21-day Bible reading schedule we would like everybody to try to get on. And then we're going to talk a little bit more. Bobby and uh, Craig Mickle went to Gettysburg yesterday. They secured a, uh, well, I'll let them talk about it. We would love for some of you to come that weekend. I know it's short notice. I know gas is expensive. I know all that. But we've secured this plantation, for lack of a better word, where we can sleep probably 30 people and has a big, uh, uh, what do you call it? Great room, I always call it, a place where we could we could meet together. And a lot of great things. But it's, uh, uh, you know, again, only only 30, I'll let them talk about that more. But we're launching something. We think this is big and that uh, we want to help you get involved with it. Myra, go ahead and pray us in there if you could, dear. Yes, Coach, I'll be glad to do so. Good morning. Um, we read in Genesis three twelve through fifteen. That is Genesis three twelve through fifteen. It is written, and the man said, "The woman thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat." See, he blamed the woman. Actually, he blamed God. So I wouldn't be in this mess. But that woman you gave me, dude. Good choice, God, picking that witch for me. That's basically what Adam was saying to God. You could have got me some Playboy model. This has been a little bit better. You gave me that, you gave me that witch. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. And the Lord God say unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguile me. And I did it. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed about all cattle, and about every beast of the field. Upon the belly shalt thou go, and thou shalt thou eat all the day of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It, it shall bruise thy head, and that shall bruise his heel. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. It's all good, man. It's all good. Hey, if you could for me real real quickly, Spencer, pull up. Uh, no, it's Jonathan. I'm sorry, buddy. <clears throat> Under your name, it says Spencer, by the way. So that's, that's, I'll, I'll blame that. Pull up um, uh, the third thing down. It says September 25 through 26. I just spoke about that a little bit. But uh, last night, and uh, again, Mel, Craig, Bobby, whoever all is involved with this, if you guys would jump in here, help me out a little bit. Folks, we are really launching today, uh, proclaiming September this month, the month of national humiliation, prayer and fasting. One of the things that you can do right now, if you, if you go to, this is at the Liberty Action Network, okay? When you go to the libertyactionnetwork.com, you have to click on today's action. Today's action, right up at the top, it says actions, I think, right there. Or, or the scroll is going to cross on right. Click here for today's action. You can click right on that, okay? So it's to, we're launching this today officially, and there's two things that we want you to do. Number one, print and share Abraham Lincoln's proclamation. 
Jonathan, show them how easy this is. All you do is click on it. You click on that thing, boom, and there it is. We'd like you to print that off and hand that out to people. Take it to your pastors. Take it to people. Who go, Look, don't get an argument with them. Don't get an argument. We're calling people to prayer and repentance. And this is pretty powerful. In fact, Silver's made a made a video. Hey, Joe Silver or Craig or somebody, if you could, it just popped into my head. Uh, somebody send me right now that, uh, or put it in the chat. Maybe we can get in the chat in that video that you just made, Silver, if you could. Put that in there. So we would like people to, to you know, hand this out, pass it around to people, and uh, help, help them get involved in proclamation. And then down at the bottom, going down a little bit farther there, Jonathan, okay, then is uh, a calling to the people. This thing can just click on that as well, Spen, or Jonathan. And then here is the other thing that you want to hand to people. This is two pages. You could probably copy it on front and back. I would, I would suggest that you just print it off as a PDF and front and back and hand it to people, and it tells exactly what the whole thing is about. Now, we spoke about that on uh, on last Friday, I think it was, whatever day that was. And it, uh, make that just a little bit larger there, Spence, Jonathan, Frank, whoever you are there. Abortion, down at the bottom, brother. Just go at the bottom in a second, right? There. We, the people, have embraced these sins instead of repenting and turning from them. Abortion, shedding of blood, we've embraced it. Homosexual sin, which one's rampant in the country. Sexual immorality, pornography, lewdness, lascivious behavior, especially on our youth. Breakup of the natural family, rampant divorce, Supreme Court redefining marriage. Failure of God's church leaders and its people to defend biblical truth in the public domain. And injustice, human trafficking, gluttony, lack of empathy to our fellow man in their plight. <clears throat> Part of some of the things that we're going to be repentant to you say, well, Coach, how do you, how do how do we do this? Well, look, it's simple. We've got a Bible. We now this isn't up on the website yet, but I'm going to get it up on the website. If you can, Jonathan, did I, I think I sent you that Bible reading schedule? I don't know. There, you are the man. We've got to get this up, folks. This is a Bible reading. Uh, schedule that we would encourage all of you to uh, do over the next 21 days. The 21 day, I got this one, Pastor Todd Henry. So today would it would be day number one, and that you read Revelation one, and the epistles, Romans one through five, Acts one and two, and the Gospels one through four. Now, have to sit down and do that all in one reading. Now you can spread it out during different parts of the day, but uh, Include this, these Bible readings in our time of prayer and repentance to the Lord. That uh, man, that He'll forgive us our sins and heal our land, as He promised us uh, that, that He would do. And right now, Silver in in the chat right now, uh, Spence Jonathan, I'll get it right. I know who you are. I swear I do. In the chat right now, there's a video of the proclamation. Uh, you guys put a lot of time into this, and go ahead and play that for us here, if you real, could, real quickly. This is the golden tones of. Joe Silver. I can't hear it. It's not dead air. I don't hear it either yet, folks. Hang on. Bear with us here a second. Uh, we popped this on them here late. From Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, from 1861 to 1865. Proclamation 85. Proclaiming a day of national humiliation, prayer, Freeze this, and fasting. Folks, you can share this. Okay, this is a video that we're going to also get up on the website, but you can actually share this, send this to people and say, hey, you want to get involved with this? Can your church get involved with this? Go ahead. August 12th, 1861. By the President of the United States of America. A proclamation. Whereas a joint committee of both houses of Congress has waited on the President of the United States and requested him to, quote, recommend a day of public humiliation, prayer, and fasting to be observed by the people of the United States with religious solemnities and the offering of fervent supplications 
to Almighty God for the safety and welfare of these states, his blessings on their arms, and a speedy restoration of peace. Unquote. And, whereas it is fit and becoming in all people at all times to acknowledge and revere the supreme government of God, to bow in humble submission to his chastisements, to confess and deplore their sins and transgressions, in the full conviction that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and to pray with all fervency and contrition for the pardon of their past offenses and for a blessing upon their present and prospective action. And, whereas, when our own beloved country, once by the blessing of God, united, prosperous, and happy, is now afflicted with faction and civil war, it is peculiarly fit for us to recognize the hand of God in this terrible visitation and in sorrowful remembrance of our own faults and crimes as a nation and as individuals to humble ourselves before him and to pray for his mercy, to pray that we may be spared further punishment, though most justly deserved, that our arms may be blessed and made effectual for the reestablishment of law, order, and peace throughout the wide extent of our country, and that the inestimable boon of civil and religious liberty earned under his guidance and blessings by the labors and sufferings of our fathers may be restored in all its original excellence. Therefore I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do appoint the last Thursday in September next as a day of humiliation, prayer, and fasting for all the people of the nation. And I do earnestly recommend to all the people, and especially to all ministers and teachers of religion, of all denominations, and to all heads of families, to observe and keep that day according to their several creeds and modes of worship, in all humility and with all religious solemnity, to the end that the united prayer of the nation may ascend to the throne of grace and bring down plentiful blessings upon our country. In testimony whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, this twelfth day of August, A.D. 1861, and the independence of the United States of America, the 86th. Abraham Lincoln By the President, William H. Seward, Secretary of State. Mm. Seems like we've been here before, doesn't it, friends? Seems like we've been here before on the verge of a uh, on the verge of another civil war. Uh, Craig, come on in. Craig's been kind of spearheading this. Craig, uh, I sent I sent them. Uh, I just sent Jared or, or Jonathan uh, the pictures that you just sent me. But talk talk a little bit, Craig, about what what you guys got going there. Because Greg and and Bobby Lee went there yesterday, and Myra. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Mel. There's a lot of people working behind the scene to make this happen. Come on, Craig. Okay, what, what what part do you want me to start on, Coach? Like, just start, just start, Bob. Okay. All right, so we're, what we're doing is we're tying in the proclamation, which you just saw there, and we're getting another video that's talking about a calling to the people. A calling to the people is 2022. That's us. Okay. And we just saw last week what Joe Biden was trying to do to the country. He's trying to tear it apart. So we have a very good visual thing that we can use in the public domain to say hey and we are the people of god that are going to have to intercede so this is a people up thing in abraham lincoln's time it was a government down thing craig, so if, that's, you can that's, hold on, craig if you can hold on just a second up on the screen right now you can just we've uh, we've rented this building folks it sleeps up to 30 people there's some uh, outbuildings craig and bobby lee went and checked checked it out uh, so we'll have this for the weekend uh, i so just continue to roll through some of those pictures there, Jonathan, if you can. Go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. Okay, so I met Bobby up, you know, and I mean, 
this is a God thing because, I mean, literally a week ago, we didn't have any of this, right? And uh, so the Lord, I believe, is going to bless this because I think it's the time for it. But um, what we did is we, we secured a place where this is really kind of past the salt. This is a separate component to this national call here. This is for the past the salt ministries group to have a place to work out of as we're in Gettysburg and to have fellowship. So we came across this property and it will sleep up to 30, 30 people. Uh, it's probably like 15 rooms. There's two single beds per room, but you have your own bathroom and shower. There's a common kitchen. There's a great room. There's outbuildings that we can use. It's, it's in a, it's about eight miles south of Gettysburg. It's out in the country. So um, it'll be a really nice time for fellowship and stuff like that. So, folks, we'll get listen. We'll get this all set up yet, as far as registration and all that stuff. We're just making making you aware of it now, because I, I can hear people saying, "How do I register? Where do we're uh, logistically? We're getting all that done." Okay, go ahead, Craig. So then we have that. I don't know, Bobby's in here. He can he can speak about some of it. Um, I don't know if he's in here or not. Anyways, um, we we found another venue. So what we're going to do is okay. You know, the proclamation was the fourth. Thursday of September of 1861. Well, well, that actually falls on Monday the 20. It was the 26th back then. So what we did is we tied the the date September 26th, not the fourth Thursday, but the date September 26th, which is Monday. And what we've been able to do is secure um, it's like a, a rec building, but they rent it out. It has a room and all that for for coach and other Brideon people to come in and and do their shows there. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're trying to get some potential speakers that could, we could operate out of on Monday that's right in the heart of Gettysburg. It's not on the battlefield, but it's in the heart of Gettysburg. And then we've picked a location that we're going to go, uh, and make known nationally, I guess, that we're going to just meet and have about a 20 or 30 minute prayer on the battlefield later that day after coach and John and everybody gets their shows done. And that's about it, Coach. Okay, so here it is, folks. Uh, again, we don't have it up, but you can put on. We'd love for as many of you to come as you can, okay? And what we're looking at is uh, Saturday the 24th, Sunday the 25th. Monday will be the event, and then you can leave Monday. So we were able to secure this this spot right here for uh, for those two, two nights if you wanted to stay. Uh, Friday night too, Coach. I, I'm sorry, Friday night too. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, we'll get we'll – get, uh, you know, we have to rent the building, obviously. So we'll get. The- uh, I'm back in here, Coach. Can I just can I just follow up real quick? Uh, Please do, Bobby. Yes. Yeah, folks, you got to Monday's a big deal. I mean, yeah, we, the house you're looking at here is a really nice place. Uh, Gettysburg uh, can be toured. There, it's going to be awesome. It, it, it's an incredible place, incredible environment. You're going to want to go downtown, check some things out, and and there's going to be some speakers across Saturday and Sunday. Now, Monday is, is a big deal because the Brideon shows we're going to try to set up. In, in this uh, place that we found, this right next to the, the Gettysburg Battlefields, um, it shows back-to-back all morning. If you're going to want to be in that center that we're at and be a part of it. And, and then that prayer, well, we want certain people that's going to lead this prayer across 20 to 30 minutes. That's going to be a big deal, too. In the, in the afternoon, the whole day is going to be a big deal. So you got to wrap your head around that. You're going to this. This is a weekend. Uh, this could be the best weekend of the entire year. Well, it's a necessary one for sure, the cry of repentance. And uh, I just heard somebody thinking that's the way my head works, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can make an offering to help us. It's going, it's going to, we're investing a lot of a lot of money in, into doing this, folks. So you can help us out with a donation, even those who can't, can't, can't make it. And once we finalize what our expenses are, then we'll tell you exactly what it's going to cost you to stay in that place. If you've never been to Gettysburg, the battlefield of Gettysburg. That in itself is is worth the trip out, and uh, it's one of the most. One, when I went there the first time, it was one of the most humbling thing I'd ever ever done to stand on that battlefield and spec it, especially where Pickett's Charge took place, where three thousand men died in a, in a one morning. Think about this, huh? Americans shooting Americans, three thousand of them died in one morning. To stand at the top of that little ridge, and envision. Thousands, hundreds of men, maybe not thousands, hundreds of men in line down at the bottom of the hill, and they marched straight up that hill and were mowed down. 
go to Little Round Top, walk out on Little Round Top and look down in what they called Hell's Kitchen, where many, many men died in what they called Hell's Kitchen, as Little Round Top was the high area. And the guys were shooting down at them. And they just let them, they said the, they said the guys, that, the battle went on three days. They said the men up on Little Round Top couldn't sleep at night because of the moaning of those down in Hell's Kitchen. Those who were shocked just laid there on top of each other and died. It's, it's, and, and folks, uh, we have to avert this happening again. We know that there are the demonic Luciferian forces who would like nothing more than to see us take up arms against each other. I have a video. I'm not going to show it today. I'll get, I'll get it prepared for you tomorrow. Sent to me by the resistance chicks. A video that they made of me and some of you in this show of the left trying to, stir, well, what the left is trying to do is trying to get the FBI to come and investigate all of us because obviously we're, the, we're those guys that uh, Joe Biden was talking about. folks. We're, we're heading into some really, really, really cagey stuff. I'm just telling you, we've got to get ourselves girded up. So I would just be honored to as many of you as can to, uh, to join us. And we'll, we'll figure out a way that we can try to broadcast it, uh, Zoom it, whatever we would do so that everybody can follow. But we're going to try to work, uh, reach out to a lot of the Right on people and some have some speakers go on. It's going. We're just at the beginning phases of it. Okay, we're just telling you that so that you can uh, uh, at least get it on your schedule. Carrie, come on in. No, Carrie King. Mel, are you out there? Mel, you want to add anything? I didn't give you a chance to jump in here. Yeah, thanks, Coach. So yeah, I've been working behind the scenes. Um, we've put together a press release. Um, been working with John Diamond on that just to get it into the right format. So he's going to take that and run with it. I'll probably be sending that over to you too. Um, I did send out an email that went out last night um, with a lot of that information. I'm going to resend the email a lot again, um, removing Craig's information on that. So um, be looking for a second email from me. I created video channels on Rumble, BitChute, and YouTube. And so we're going to get those embedded into the Liberty Action Network website. Um, Liberty Action Network website is going to be where you can come to get up-to-date information. So um, on the press release and everything, as we start adding, you know, 21-day you know, reading plan and just different things that we add, we'll be adding them here. So um, anyway, exciting times, and we're working together. This is how it's supposed to work, you know, working together. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a great and worthy effort, so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So, folks, print out the PDF, print out the PDFs and hand them out, or uh, share them on Facebook, email, whatever. Uh, uh, we believe this is, we know this is of, of the Lord. Yes, I walked on somebody. Somebody try to say something. No, Myra, come on in. Yes, uh, Coach, I just want to give praise and glory to the Father for Chad uh, doing all the extra work for us and Benny. Uh, he does all our videos in the after show also. Benny Nunes, Bobby, Greg, Mel, um, putting all this together for us, you guys. Um, i just so grateful for the team that we have. And I want to read Psalm 135, 1 through 4. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, your servants of the Lord. You who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is present. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own Israel, to be his treasure possession. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just a reminder, we, are, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, evil spirits, and high places and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. And we know that two of our weapons are prayer and fasting. I would hope as many of you as possible are engaging in that. Uh, I went all week. I'm not eating past one o'clock in the afternoon on any day. I was able to do that all week. It's not, look, it's a spiritual discipline. We, we don't act like, boy, I'm sacrificed. I'm not allowed to eat. No, no. Food is, food's cut off at one o'clock. It's cut off at one o'clock. And I would just pray that a lot of you would uh, would join in that prayer and fasting. That's the type of, those are the weapons that move the heart of the Lord. Folks, look, look, you don't fast to get brownie points. 
You fast because it builds a spiritual discipline and power within you. As I've said before, the two greatest desires a man has is to eat and reproduce. Eat and reproduce. If we, if we can get those two things under control, if you can control your sexual desires and lusts, and you can control what you put in your mouth, you're a good journey down the road of winning some of these spiritual battles. Remember, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. How do you do that? I'm not, I'm not sharing stories out of out of out of bed, laying there talking with Michelle last night. I said, man, honey, she says, it's so hard to take captive every thought. It's so hard. And it is, isn't it? It's hard because, man, that devil keeps knocking at that door, especially if it's a door that you frequently go up and down, that you recognize that door, that you open that door all the time, whether it be fear or frustration or anger. That's your path. And it's hard sometimes to cut a new path. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going down that road of fear. Because if you stop and think about it, most of the things that you're afraid will happen never happen. And it's nothing more than to just destroy your joy, steal your joy, and suck the energy and life right out of you. That's why Jesus said, take captive every thought. That's why it's all about your thought life. It's all about controlling your thought life. And for every temptation comes upon you, the Bible says God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond that which you can withstand. But with the temptation, he will provide a way out. Overcoming temptation is spiritual victory. All you have to do, all we have to do is focus on whatever that is and say yes, yes to this and no to that. I ain't doing that. That's spiritual discipline. And you have the ability to be able to do that. And yes, I am doing this. For instance, I wonder how many of you will discipline yourself to read the four Bible readings today. Will you do that? That's a spiritual discipline. Will you discipline yourself to not, maybe you can't give up to meal, whatever. Will you, will you spiritually discipline yourself to not do something that your flesh wants to do just because it's your flesh? That, that's the battle. We're going to humble ourselves before the Lord. Humble ourselves. Prayer, fasting, national humiliation. Now, humiliation doesn't mean what we think it means. Oh, he was humiliated. No, it's personal humiliation. It's you saying to yourself, what a mess I am. Lord, I am, wow, what we need. Spencer. No, it's not Spencer. Jonathan, pull up Webster's Dictionary real quick. Webster's 1828. See if you're as quick as they are. Look up humiliation. Humiliation. See if you can spell. Humiliation. What is it? The act of humbling. State of being humbled. Descent from an elevated state or rank to one that is low or humble. The act of abasing pride or the state of being reduced to lowliness of mind, meekness, penitence, and submission. Abasement of pride, mortification. So a time of humiliation is you just lay yourself before the Lord and just say, oh, I'm such a, what a scoundrel. I ain't nothing, man. I'm just a fly on the wall, Lord. That's it. A month of that. Give God the chance to smile on what it is we're doing. Dale, come on in. Brother, you know, you're talking about the, you know, the, the, the buffeting of the body. Brother, spiritually speaking, and, and these two scriptures that I tied yesterday, where America is right now, you want to talk about Daniel himself said in Daniel chapter one, Daniel is referred to as the Old Testament book of Revelation. In other words, you can lay one right over the top of the other. Daniel said this in chapter one, verse eight. He said, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice of food or with the wine which they drank. Brother, this is where America's been. We've been defiled by the things that the government has put before us, not just the things that we're eating, the free EBT cards, the free public schools, the free college education, all of these things line up and it brings right into Revelations chapter 18, verse four. I heard the voice of heaven coming saying, come out from her, my people, so that you may not participate in her sins 
and receive of her plagues because her sins have piled up as high as heaven. Brother, when you lay out that plethora of things, what are we tied to? What about them stimulus checks? You understand what I'm saying? Daniel looked at all of that stuff, the delicacies of the king's table, and he says, and I will not defile myself with these things. I no longer call it big brother government. You ready, coach? It's big serpent government. It's been disguised as big brother. Brother, we, we, oh my goodness, I love you, bro. Amen, baby. Amen, amen. Folks, we are at, we are at the climax. I don't, look, I don't know where we are in regards to end time speculation. I tell you this, I was raised Catholic. I'd never heard of end time, I'd never heard of any, anything. End time theology, what? Eschatology, huh? Rapture, what? I never heard any of that stuff, ever. I was taught through my Catholic faith, God's mean, you better behave, boy. That's kind of, that, was about the, that was about the extent of my Christian upbringing. God's mean, and you better behave. And we, we, don't, we don't understand that so much of the world has fallen away from what the gospel of the kingdom of God is really all about. I was looking today, they say now it's about 40%, 40% of mainstream pastors standing in the pulpit have a biblical worldview, 40%. Now, I would say, I'd say it's not that high. It's not that high. What is a biblical worldview? Hmm? Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords of everything, over everything. Not even 40% of our pastors. What do you suppose it is the average Christian that you come in contact with? Those people that you hang out with every once in a while see you come and they think you are nuts. They think you're nuts because you actually want to walk out and live out and uh, be the Christian that Christ would call you to be. You actually want to kind of live like that. And you actually want to kind of live in a peaceable society, in a peaceable culture. You really kind of want to live like that. And the average person you go to church with would say what? Oh, he's a fanatic. He's religious. He's, no, 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 no. It shows us how far the apple cart is tipped over. That the average, you've got to know this, folks. The average young child going to church has no concept of the gospel. Tell me you understand that. Tell me. If the parents don't get it, can you imagine how lost the kids are? And then we put the kids in every, we still have Christians who think the public schools are good? What? That's where we are, right? where we are that's where our battle lies that's why this is so important that if lord the lord doesn't intervene on our behalf man we got i got some stuff to show you come on in craig craig some southern mofo come on craig yeah coach can you give that date again one more time 26 24 25 26 it's on monday craig we're doing it on monday because the 26th was the day when abraham lincoln uh, is that right, Craig? The other Craig. Why the tw- why the twenty sixth, Craig? He's some, he's he's not working. That's, yes, that's that's the actual date. Okay, that's, a, the, that's they, the culmination. They, they proclaimed the, the Thursday, the last Thursday, but the actual date of the last Thursday was the twenty sixth. So we're doing on the twenty sixth. Right, but we're going to have the house Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then and Mondays. Getting- Mondays like the grand finale. It's going to be a great gathering, man. It's going to be really, really good. Uh, Dale, come on back in. I got a couple things I want to show you. No? Dale's hand's still up. Do this for me. This is what we're up against, friends. Uh, Disney Little Demon. Disney Little Demon. Just saw this today. This is the latest Disney release. Folks, you're not going to believe this. This is a trailer two-minute trailer of Disney's latest movie called Little Demon, the official trailer. Go ahead. Who's that girl? Those <laughs> shoes should come with a content warning. What a waste. Ah! New girl. Say hi to the world. <sighs> the sky over a local junior high has torn open. Mom? Get in! 
are putting this off. Your dad is the devil, and you're the Antichrist. I'm supposed to accept that you had sex with Satan or anyone? Please allow me to introduce myself. Come to your father, Damien. Oh, you're a girl. The future is female. Great to meet you. Where have you been my whole life? The metaphysical realm. It's not hell, but it's got the essentials. Hey, everybody. This is my daughter. Kiss her ass or I'll slaughter your children. Proud of you. When we dated, were you inside someone's corpse? And you had an unfinished dolphin tattoo. Don't be a snob. She says I lied to protect you. She sounds like a bitch. That's what I said. Hey, look at me. I'm bad grandma. A little, little bam, bam. What do you make of this thing? Biblical or the media? I like things the way they were. Get your hands off my daughter. Our daughter. Oh, great. My parents are here. I'm a chicken now. This party just got lame. If my parents ever show up to a party, murder me. The Little Demon premiering August 25th. Did I hear you say that was Disney? That's Disney. That's Disney, boys and girls. Yes, sirree. Because it's out in the open right now. Hey, go to the next one, Jonathan, at war with the Republicans. This is just in case you don't understand what it is that we're dealing with in this country, folks. Look, uh, there are no restraints. The devil is making himself real. Now, scroll down a little bit, John. I'm sorry. Is it John? Yeah, there you go. Play this right there. Play that. Now, let me stop a second. I was thinking about this yesterday and wondering if I ought to say it. Uh, So I'm going to say it, okay? The brainwashing of black America, black America is absolutely unbelievably demonic. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, I don't know about Roland Martin. I bet these three people here consider themselves Christians. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. But they do. And that this whole idea, why why is it? I was watching I was watching something yesterday. I can't remember what this is sounding racist. I don't care. You couldn't care less about it. The black America is being programmed to be black. Now is white America being programmed to be white? I suppose we are. We're being programmed to be ashamed of being white. That's what we're really being programmed of, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the greatest, one of the greatest divisions that we have in the society right now is black and white. And they play that to the hilt. Now, I'm looking at these people. I, I, I bet they go to church. I bet they're Christians. But friends, it's not American, traditional, Jesus-loving, God, kingdom of God Christianity anymore. It's woke Christianity. It's racist Christianity. It's separatist Christianity. I could just as easily sit in the middle of a room and pray with my brother Vinny as I could pray with Mark Trump. What the? Why are we allowing this kind of crap to continue to go on? But we do. They do. And you think this isn't done on purpose? You've got three black people. Listen to what they're going to say. Look, hey, look, this isn't three white guys up there talking about the war against MAGA. No, no, no. Three black faces. And I've told you this. You better understand. They think they are moral and you, whitey, are immoral. That's what they want you to believe. You with me? Go ahead and play it. Listen to how many His times. followers. Republicans, Main Street establishment Republicans are echoing these calls for violence, all but threatening it. What was your take? Well, first of all, uh, I have my uh, red LED lighting since the Republicans are so, oh, my God, upset because uh, President Joe Biden, uh, they claim, oh, he looked like uh, he was in Russia. Pastor Charles Jenkins has uh, an intro to his song War, uh, where he says, when the enemy is coming at you, you can't fall down, you can't break down. This means war. 
That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. They have allowed evil into their house with Donald Trump. He has now dominated the party. This evil is spreading. And when you are in a war footing, you have to respond accordingly. It's about time President Joe Biden decided to get tough. It's about time his advisors stopped being weak and stopped being impotent and not fighting back. What these people want to do to this country is destroy democracy. They want to rig elections. And so it requires you to stand strong. You don't walk comments back. You don't wilt under the pressure. Republicans and conservatives, they are weak. All they do is whine and complain. Oh, my God. He called us semi-fascists. They have called Democrats uh, Marxists. They have called them communists. They have called them socialists. They have called them pedophiles. And all of a sudden, now you get hit and now you start whining. Well, guess what, Democrats? Guess what, Biden? Guess what, Jamie Harrison, Schumer, Pelosi, and everyone else? You keep hitting. You keep pounding. Because this is about the future of our children. I've got 13 nieces and nephews, and I'd be damned if I'm going to leave a country for them run by these crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society. Yeah, it's a scary thing to think about, really. So I want to take a break from uh, Roland's candlelit meditation studio and bring Latasha back in the conversation. Bring the pastor back into the conversation. Folks, do you see what's going on? you understand the degree of the depth of this war that's being raged against us right now? Woe to those who call good evil and evil good. So they're seeking to take the high ground, right? They're the righteous. See, we are bigots. We are fascists because we don't want to let women do what they want to do with their own bodies. We are evil and we are fascists because we don't want to let undocumented workers come over the border. We are evil and we are wicked because we don't want to let men marry men. You see it? You see it? So woe to those who call good evil and evil good. And isn't it? Sorry, sorry out there, folks. Isn't it amazing that they sent black people to sing that message for them? It's it's despicable. Come on in, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Watching that, it's so obvious. They everything that they are, everything that they accuse us of everything they are. They're saying he's calling right. out for violence. This guy's calling. It's it's they they can't get past it. They accuse us of everything that they're doing. It, this is nuts. Who actually believes this stuff? Well, evidently some people do. Uh... Uh, Bernie, well, maybe not as maybe not as much, but uh, they they certainly are, they're they're biting it for sure, brother. They're biting yeah. it for sure. Hey, look well, at pull this one up. Next, the last one. This is a new commercial I saw rolling out there today. Man, it's only twelve minutes left. Holy smokes! I gotta go to sleep. You gotta you gotta sleep on Labor Day. Okay, look, this is a new commercial. A new commercial. I couldn't believe it when I saw this today. Go ahead and play this. Can't hear it. Got to hit 18 buttons to try to get a video. But I'm sorry, folks. <clears throat> Still can't hear it. Maybe you can work on Go ahead and work on that. Joe Carrico. Come on in, Joe. Um, Coach, you know that everybody that has these views watches MSM and nothing else, and they believe every word on it. May, uh, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, right. doesn't really matter. They watch BS propaganda, the program to think like this. Well, Joe, listen, here's the thing, folks. This, this, this is kind of, maybe I stumbled when I said this. Black Christians and white Christians all to serve Christ, not their color, not their okay. race. Is it, is it some, somebody explain to me how it's racist for me to try to save a black baby from abortion? Can somebody explain that to me? Can somebody explain to me how it's fascist and bigoted for me to try to protect the natural family? Can somebody explain to me how that's fascist and bigoted? This is the kind of stuff that they that they play against us, folks, and we don't understand the depth of what's going on, and we're seeing the rage break out into the streets. Because that's the medicine they're trying to serve up for all of us. 
Can you get it to play yet, Spence? It's uh, not showing any of the audio coming through. No audio coming through. Man, oh man, oh man. Maybe, maybe Coach can get it going. Let me see, because I want you to hear it. Let's see here. This is a commercial done by Citizens for Sanity. What? I feel like I'm in. It won't play on mine. Well, John, you did the best you could. I don't know why it won't play on mine. It's on. Bang. Somebody save me. Come on in. Somebody save me. What the heck happened to that, that thing? Well, Coach, it's just well, inversion. It's just it's inversion. What? The whole thing is inversion. They're flipping everything upside down. There are a bunch of scumbags doing all the evil stuff. And yet, they're projected on top. At yes. least. At least 40% of our pastors don't get it. At least 40%. Probably 60%. But there's 40% with a worldview. At least 60% of the pastors, they don't have any idea how to answer these charges. They don't, they don't know what it is they're supposed to do about it. Dale, yeah, come on in. I know you know what to do about it. Brother, this is exactly what I was saying, because they have eaten of the government's delicacies. Therefore, they are bound and twined into the entanglement of big Satan government. Remember, Satan told Eve, surely you won't die. Just, just eat what I'm serving you. The churches have eaten lock, stock, and barrel everything this nefarious Satanistic government has served them. Therefore, brother, that's why in Daniel's day, there was only the four of them. The rest of them were eaten of the king's table. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Come on in. Come on in, Randy. See, look, hold folks. Hold on, the, Bible says, the Bible says where there is unity, God will command the blessing. Right? Unity, not uniformity. You understand that the greatest fear that the devil has is that black Christians and white Christians would get on the same page. You understand that? But you understand because we don't, we don't have a biblical worldview, we think Christianity means letting Mexicans come across the border. That's showing the love of Jesus. We think Christianity is loving homosexuals and letting them get married. We think Christianity is allowing a baby, a woman to kill her baby so she has a better life. That's, that's the fruit of not having a biblical worldview, right and wrong at the top, an agreement of what's right and wrong. That's where our churches have failed us. That a pastor won't stand up in a pulpit, some do, many do, don't stand up in a pulpit and call this right and call this wrong and tell people, listen, if you believe this, then you need to find a new church. We don't believe this. We don't believe. We are not pro-choice in this church. And if you are pro-choice in this church, this isn't just a little disagreement. We're going to agree to disagree. If you are for the killing of unborn children, you are not welcome in this church. And if you are for men marrying men, you are not welcome in this church. Broad is the way and narrow is the gate. And until our pastors begin to stand up in the pulpit and talk about the narrow way, church is going to be ineffective. The church has lost his savor because why? We are influenced and fearful of men Boom. rather than of God. Come on in, Randy. Got the video to work. You're, Got the you're, video to work? Coach, ahead, I'll make this prediction. The, the, the more that the blacks come out like this, this guy that these people have, the more black people will be set free. Uh, Amen. I'm going to say, Coach, that the the prophets of Baal, the prophets of of the the discrimination, uh, the media. That's the, that's the only thing keeping them from the truth. They're they're so indoctrinated, Coach, on those on those certain like it's, it's like Bernie said. They have no chance to hear the other side. They they just their world doesn't doesn't give them an opportunity to to even listen to something like this. That's right. That's right. But Randy, let, the let, will let, come, coach. It will come when they will hear it, and, and they will they will get lots of them will get it. And they're, they're turning now. We just don't see how many are jumping ship. They're Amen. Really they are, Randy. They are. Look, uh, yesterday I went to my grandson David's. Uh, he's how old? Six years old. Playing bitty football. Bitty football. 
fold pads and everything. I went to this game yesterday down in Southern Ohio. I say that, I, I just say that as nicely as I can because from what, where I live on down is, is folks, it's Appalachia. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what Appalachia is, you know, you know what that, it's a, it's a culture all its own. Now down in that, down in this area in which we live, the farther you go down the hills, the farther you go down towards the Ohio River, the more Appalachia you run into, the more of it. And I was, I was down there and I was looking around. See, this sounds so judgmental, but it's just important that we understand this. I've, I found myself sitting in the middle of a different culture. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I found myself sitting in a culture, not that, not that I'm, Better, not that my lifestyle is more right. Not, not, but tattoos. I mean, is is um, is just unbelievable. The culture that I was in, right? And so the question we have to ask ourselves is: How did it get like this? How do people in Appalachia fear God, which they do? I don't know if they serve God, but they fear God, I think. And yet live so unchristian. I'm not being judgmental of the people. I don't know. They may be good Christians. You understand what I'm saying? You guys understand what I'm saying? It's a different, it's a different lifestyle. It's because it's a different gospel. Reggie. That sounded really bigoted. Sorry. We're in the Appalachians. I'm not bigoted. I can see. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not bigoted. I can see, folks. Go, Reggie. Thanks, Coach. Christ and Christianity was weaponized long time ago. Um, people don't think people think they're really good Christians, but they're not. Each denomination has weaponized and controlled and programmed the faithful, the church, in ways that are so ungodly, and they don't even realize it. I was a victim of my love for Christ being weaponized. Um, you're right. I had a point, but your Appalachia thing took me off. <laughs> but I was going to no, tell I, you, they, they, they did. They, they have their own language and they use Christ, the Holy Spirit and God as part of their language, but it has a different meaning. And so that's how we were programmed very easily because we believed we were worshiping the same Christ, the same God. And so they were clever, but um, I I had another point. I'll, I'll bow out because I I lost it on the Appalachians. All right. right. I I, I got, maybe I'll do a show on that tomorrow. Quickly, Julie, we're running out of time, man. I've been all over the place today. I'm so, it's Labor Day. I'm my brain's resting. Go ahead, Julie. Hey, what you were saying about Appalachian, you know, I live down this way too. And it's, I believe, the poverty mindset, even though they're Christians, they've never been set free, so they just yeah. you know, follow in their own um, poorness, whatever. You know, it's like they just got that mindset. So I just keep praying that they get the, you know, renewing of Christ in their mind and their hearts. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I hope a right wing watch is watching because this is probably seems like as racist the show as I've ever done. Well, my point is being, folks, there are only two people, those in Christ and those who aren't in Christ. And it reflects, it shows up in the culture. Ask yourself this, Vinny, and uh, gee, Vinny, I feel like you're a token sometime, right? How did, how, did, did, how did black America get into the worship of that ghetto music? And how did, how did, Vinny, how would they, what was the purpose of them taking that life, that ghetto life, and putting it in the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio? What was that all about? It was just horrible, horrible. 1988. See, I'm not, I don't listen to rap, uh, Coach, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a classic rock. Uh, I listen to metal, uh, classical music, jazz, right? But rap. It's it's invented, but it's not. It's you know, it's like an art form, not really music, right? But right. you know, it's kind of fun. But then, 1988, they destroyed it. They came up with this thing called gangster rap, and that was the end, Coach. That was the end of it. Just amen. Amen. 
Amen. The, the point I'm making, folks, is we have allowed within Christianity, we think diversity is a good thing. They're telling us that in the culture. Diversity, oh my goodness, folks. Diversity of values isn't a good thing. Diversity of values isn't a good thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you're hanging in it with me a lot. We got a lot going on. Excited. Uh, uh, September 26, 24, 25, 26. We'll get more information out there. Uh, go take a nap. It's Labor Day. Nobody else in the world's working. Why should you? We just celebrate nobody working today. God bless you. See you tomorrow.